When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Michael. Hey. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing awesome, man. That's great, man. I just want to say welcome to the show, and I appreciate you being on. Oh, man, I've been looking forward to it. Same here. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, man. Yeah. So, uh, hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, I actually have Michael with me, a.k.a. Dances with Pugs. And we're going to be doing our Hoobie Halloween uh, review. This movie came out on Netflix last week. Not only that, but this is also Adam Sandler's new movie that's part of the Billy, well, I almost said Billy Madison, but part of the Madison production company mixed in with Netflix. So we, when we first saw this movie and everything, what did you think of the previews when you first saw it? Well, you know, I, at first I thought it was going to be one of those Jack and Jill type movies he did. Kind of like the more ridiculous ones, but this one had a lot of good callbacks to his previous movies I thought was really cool. And I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, this movie, I was like kind of iffy, kind of on that same line as uh, with you as well. Because I was thinking, okay, if this is another Jack and Jill thing or anything that he's done with Netflix that I didn't really care for, I'm shutting the movie off. You know? Right, because... right. But I do like the fact that you actually do have this guy named Hoobie. Hoobie's actually this idiot in town. Like, the town idiot is basically what everybody refers him to. But he's actually someone that has a good heart, who's actually just loves Halloween. And the neighbors make fun of him. The whole entire town makes fun of him. And it actually has a moral to it about not... um, not making fun of anybody that's actually different than you. Don't judge somebody on the outside of their skin or the in- and don't judge them on the inside either. So that's the concept I got out of the film. Right. And his character is, is basically, you know, Adam Sandler gets a lot of hate for his recent movies. You know, it's, it's, it's getting to, to the point where it's getting ridiculous and how much hate he's getting. But the character that he plays in this movie is basically the same character that he played to get us to like him in his previous movies. Like, this is what, this was his formula for us being his fans. And and that's what I like about it. He went back to his basics, and I really enjoyed it. It it got me. Right. I do feel like that he got back into the basics of, like, Little Nicky and also, too, with the Waterboy. Right. Because he definitely has that Waterboy type of, if you actually think about it, the water boy is closer to uh, to his character than uh, little Nicky. If you actually yeah. think about the character of Hoobie. right? Especially the way he talks, because my mommy said uh, that uh, this is high quality eight to O. You know, so it's like certain things that actually calls back to Water Boy and also little Nicky and stuff like that. So I definitely understand your perspective on that. For me, it. You know, I laughed a little bit, but not not as much as I wanted to. You know, and I really wanted to, I really wanted to laugh in this film, and I did laugh at certain scenes and stuff like that. I do like the whole entire introduction of when we actually see Hoobie and he's riding his bicycle down the road, and people are just throwing stuff at him. Right. You know, speaking of uh, 
Water Boy. I was, I was really hoping, you know, because we got all these throwback characters that he incorporated throughout the movie. I was really hoping for Kathy Bates to be his mom because that would have been awesome. You know what? That would have been really cool if they actually did that because I was wondering, you know, you have all these other characters in there, you know. I was thinking Kathy Bates would have been a perfect one in there or maybe he she just shows up as a random town person that just doesn't like him. Right. I mean, you, I mean, you already have the callback to his uh, urine-stained sheets. You right. know, we, 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 <laughs> we might as well try to incorporate Kathy Bates in it. That would have been great. That would have been awesome if they actually did that. I do like Ray Loretta being in it, though, too, which was something I wasn't expecting. You know what? He, it's funny the, the way he's always in these little comedies sometimes. You know, he was in... Uh, that security movie with uh, Joe Rogan. He's always playing a serious character, you know, in, in almost every movie that he's in, but he just somehow finds his way into little comedies. And it actually works. I mean, the writing for his character actually works out in its favor. It does not feel forced at all. Right. I think that he did a really good job with being an asshole, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Especially when he said, oh, I want the lamb head. And, Do- and Doobie's like, we don't have no uh, lamb head. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, <laughs> he turns around. Uh, the guy that works with him also gives him hell. And he actually has a mask that's like a lamb head. Right. Uh, the display. <laughs> right. right. I mean, this movie was just full on throwback ridiculous. I, I really enjoyed it. You know, same as you, I didn't laugh as much, but, you know, I, I don't have to have, like, these big moments of laughter for me to appreciate all the callbacks that he did and all the uh, little bit of nostalgia, the atmosphere of the movie. I'm a big uh, Halloween atmosphere type guy. Same so here. it was very enjoyable for me. You know, I like I like the tone of the movie. Um, the The special guests, you know, Ben Stiller, that was kicking the movie off with a bang right there. I really enjoyed that callback. That was actually pretty funny because I was not expecting a Billy Madison reference. And I'm like, okay, this is actually pretty cool that they actually got the character from uh, Happy Gilmore and goes, oh, Grandma, is your fingers hurting? Okay. Is everybody else's fingers hurting too? So I'm glad they actually got his character in there. Right. Right. So, and when I, right when I saw that, I said, okay, this movie's going to be okay. It's not going to be... It, what was that one movie he did, the Western? Was it Ridiculous 6? Yeah, and that was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> you know? it was. You know, it's, it, I was I was kind of relieved when I saw all these people, uh, familiar faces from his previous movies. Uh, it made it a little bit more enjoyable for me. I can understand that. And for me, I felt like the shared universe within Madison Productions was kind of forced because, like, I always wanted him to do it inside my head. I was always wanting him to do like a shared universe within his own stuff, but I don't, I don't know. The, I don't know if it's the whole entire Halloween theme that made it feel forced for me, but you know, I did like a little bit of the callbacks. I'm not going to lie. I, I liked a little bit of the callbacks, but some of it actually does feel forced in some ways, but you know, other than that though, I mean, I thought that the, my favorite part is whenever he goes into his house and he punches one of the Halloween decorations. <laughs> right. Remember that? Right. And yep. his mom goes, did, um, did the Halloween decoration scare you again? No, mom. It didn't scare me. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. For for me, you know, speaking of, you know, what you were talking about, you know, things feeling forced, I thought the only thing that felt forced was Shaq's character. I mean, he was completely unnecessary. <laughs> you know, he's a completely unnecessary character in that movie. If he replaced that, that his character with the woman that's actually voicing it, it would have been fine. <laughs> like, right. Shaq was really not necessary. It's like, okay, let's just put someone in from that that's not even that famous anymore from basketball and put him in there as like a nineties reference. <laughs> right. Well no, I, but, I think it was more of his callback to uh grown ups too. Because Shaq that's was in grown ups too. Right. And I was also thinking too that even though he was in Grown Ups too, I was also thinking maybe something with Kazam or something like that that he was right. in. The, it was like a callback to the nineties on that end too. <laughs> right. But but yeah, that part for me made me laugh a little bit, to, and also kind of scary at the same time that they actually used that voice for him. Right. <laughs> so, and, and once again, completely unnecessary for, for them to do it. Right. Um. Then my other things that I really liked about this film was it actually has a don't mess with a Zohan kind of feel to it when uh, the people are actually throwing stuff at him. Yes. And he's over there uh, catching everything that uh, they're throwing at him and things like that. And then he goes Rocky Balboa style and he drinks his <laughs> drinks his water or whatever he's drinking and then he throws it up. But for the most part, it feels like a don't mess with the Zohan thing, especially the way it's filmed at the, uh, when they're throwing stuff at him. Yeah, yeah. What uh, you talking about when he was drinking through his ridiculous thermos? Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the thermos of wonder. It seems like he had a get, the, every single time whenever he would actually whip it out, he had a purpose for it. Right. Exactly. So. Uh, but yeah, he goes. He said he bought. Uh, he actually made that at Boy Scouts, which I thought that was fun. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what kind of Boy Scouts do do you go to to actually learn how to do that? We actually have a, a Spectre Gadget kind of thermos that has a purpose for everything that you need it for. I don't know, but that but that troop has got some. Uh... We got some financial backing behind it. If that was the case, right? <laughs> but I like his mom, though the t-shirts that she wears. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, the one that I liked was the boner donor shirt, and she doesn't even know what it means. Because <laughs> <laughs> boner donor, what does that you, mean? You know, you know what? I'm from a third world country right that's my my heritage from a third world country so sometimes i would go visit and you see somebody wearing the most obscene shirt and they have no idea what it means and that for me in that movie i thought it was comical that she didn't know because i experienced that all the time right (laughs) and my mom probably wouldn't have known like i could probably get her something from spencer's with something like that on it and she wouldn't even know what it meant right Oh, but, sorry. you know, and she goes, what does that mean? Oh, I think it just means that I made a big boner, like a big mistake. <laughs> my, <laughs> my grandma has worn a shirt in that line, and we were all over one day, and then she was wearing it, and, you know, all the younger kids were kind of looking at each other. We we, we didn't know what to say. Uh, we just, let's, <laughs> let's just leave it alone, man. It's not... <laughs> 
if we explain it, we'll get in trouble, right? And right. then we'll be embarrassed, you know? <laughs> right. It's like, maybe if nobody pays attention to it, maybe nobody will go ahead and talk about it. <laughs> right. It's one of those awkward situations at your family dinners that you just don't want to even mention or talk about. And that's exactly what it was. It was kind of a family dinner, and we kind of we were looking at each other a little weird. <laughs> Uh, another thing, though, too, remember whenever the townspeople were throwing stuff up in his room and were messing with them? Yeah. And they break a window. And his mom goes. Didn't they have like an inflatable up there? Yeah, they had the inflatable Dracula or something. <laughs> and they broke the glass, and the mother goes, his mother goes, Did you break something? No. I'm just trying to clean it up. So it was on purpose? No. The whole dynamic between him and his mom in that movie really gave the uh, um, Waterboy vibe. And uh, Waterboy is one of my favorite movies, so I, I appreciate Mine it. Mine too. That's actually one of my favorites, and so is Happy Gilmore and Big Daddy. You know, John, I didn't notice in the movie if uh, – the assistant coach from Waterboy was he? Did he make a cameo in that movie or? No, I don't, I don't he did. He did. No, usually Henry Winkler will go on ahead and make an appearance in almost all Adam Sandler movies. He did no, no, make. No, no, one. I was I was talking about the the guy that you couldn't understand. Oh yeah, yeah, he made it. Did he? he? Uh, yeah, he was the uh, supervisor of the kitchen that the that. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So this time he wasn't talking Cajun or anything. He was just talking in his normal voice. <laughs> and that's unfortunate because when he talks Cajun, it's uh, it's gold, man. It gets me every time. It is. Time. I wish that they would actually have that. Like it was like a Cajun diner. <laughs> and have it like out of like a voodoo type thing. Because I would think that it would actually fit the Halloween atmosphere a little bit. It, it really like... would. And it... also to have it on the swamp <laughs> for no reason. Because think of it like this. You already have Shaq for no reason. Why not just go all out and put them on the swamp? And it's just like a little diner out on the swamp. Right. That she has to work at. I mean, we're getting we're getting everybody in there. You got Steve Buscemi. You got Rob right. Schneider. The swamp needs to make an appearance, man. Right. But I was not expecting Rob Schneider to show up. I was expecting probably David Spade. I think everyone was a little thrown off. If you if you were paying attention, you had that blonde hair popping out of that mask when he was walking down the street. So I was I was expecting David Spade, right? Because I was expecting Rob Schneider, but it was actually cool to see Rob. But also too, I wa- I was hoping that they would have actually went on ahead and got um, David Spade in there though too. Yeah, yeah, you know, and 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 those two characters of uh, Rob Schneider and. Uh, Steve Buscemi, I, I, I thought was uh, they were supposed to play like these psychopaths, but they, they actually played. Oh, I'm not gonna say normal, but they didn't act all crazy, right. you know. It's like they understood each other, like right. the two characters actually understood and were there for each other, kind of thing, which is part of friendship. So that's what I got out of that. Right, and you know, I was uh, I was fully expecting, you know, when I, when I saw Steve Buscemi boarding up his house. You know, I actually thought it was gonna be like a like a real werewolf or something like that. But when he actually went in and you just see him chained up and he was himself, 
<laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, <laughs> this guy's a nut job. Right, and then also too, I like it whenever uh, when Hoobie goes goes over there and he thinks that he actually transformed into the dog. <laughs> right, and he goes, and he's chasing the dog through the haunted house. And he talks to it. <laughs> right, he goes, he okay. He said, "Okay, full transformation." <laughs> okay, now you're gonna come back with me. <laughs> And the dog's just looking at him, cross-eyed, like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and, and and that's what but, I like about his, his character. Aaron's character is so pure. You know, he he just believes everything that, you know, he's thinking. And he just believes the good in people. He's really right. gullible. And, and those are the characters that really enjoy him playing. Don't forget, he also did the same thing with Mr. Deeds as well. Yeah. So it has a little bit of a Mr. Deeds and also a Bobby Boucher kind of flavor to it. Right. Right. And like I said, those are the characters that we all fell mm-hmm. in love with, you know, and that's why I appreciated this movie. What did you think about him explaining the Halloween safety? Uh, it, was, over the it was a pretty cringy, but at the same time, you, you kind of expected that, you know. And, right. Uh, I just like how gung ho he is about it. You see, the part that I wasn't laughing at the whole entire thing where he's like, G means to four, and then the teacher responds with, go home? No. <laughs> <laughs> the part that made me crack up laughing was the little kid dressed as a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because he has no concept of the fact that this is make believe. <laughs> he right. thought that right. he was actually a zombie, <laughs> and he freaks out. And so I actually out. thought that was yep. pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm telling you, this movie had its moments. You know, it wasn't his greatest movie. You know, it wasn't the Water no. Boy. It wasn't Little Nicky. But you know, it, it was an enjoyable Halloween movie. It was like, you know, me and my kids watched it. We liked it. You know, and. uh a lot of people are going to disagree with me, and I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm not. Right. I, I don't say. And people are, get this, man. People are going to. Oh, go on. No, no, no. It's just, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, this movie sucks. And other people go, oh, yeah, it sucks because this person said so. I give movies a chance. You know. I I'll, do, too. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. If I like it, I like it. And if you don't agree, oh, well, we don't have to agree. Right. Well, you remember all the hate I got for saying what I thought about the movie and everything in the horror group. That I was in. Oh yeah, yes, I. <laughs> All because of the fact I said this was not as funny as I thought it was going to be. Right. That I prefer Adam Sandler just taking a break for a while from comedy and just working on some dramas because he's done a lot of good drama work. He does. He has actually. You know, and then you know, you showed up on my Facebook feed, and I read your comment, and I'm like, "You're wrong, John." And I just kept scrolling, man. That's all you need to do. <laughs> right. But no, they, I mean, all of a sudden, these Adam Sandler fans come out of nowhere. Like, because I wasn't expecting that, because I know a lot of people used to hate on him. Now it's like, all of a sudden, they just swamped at me. I'm like, okay. I was not expecting that to go down that way. <laughs> right. You know, but... Oh, some people actually agree with me. Some of them had some good responses. Some of them were acting like I was mad when I wasn't. I was just giving my opinion. But 
Right. Like, um, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. If you hate Adam Sandler's exactly. movies, go ahead and hate on, man, but that's not going to stop you from watching right. it. Same here. I mean, I'm not hating on him. I, I, I always root for him to have a comeback. Right. You know? That's always been my thing. I'm always rooting for an actor that might have done something wrong or it's on a big slump. I'm always looking for a comeback for that actor. And that's right. what I'm looking for with Adam Sandler. Right. That's why I watch these movies with Adam Sandler so I can actually see for myself if he's actually having a comeback or not. Yeah, everyone everyone loves a comeback story. A lot of people disagree with me, but you know, Mel Gibson's making a comeback and I welcome it. Same here as well. I mean, I think now it's been some period of time to where people can actually forgive Mel Gibson a little bit for what he's done. Right. So, you know, given the right time and the right exposure and everything, I think he can actually come back from where he was. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, but, he's, and he's, you know, he's made some good ones. You know, he's made some good ones. Most definitely. I like some of Mel Gibson's uh, movies that he's directed. Right. And things like that. So right. I'm interested to see what he's going to do next. Um, Let's see here. Another thing, though, too, is I like uh, Keenan from Keenan and Cal from back when we were kids. I like the fact that he was he was the cop. I like also too. Uh, what's the other cop's name? The uh, Kevin James. Kevin James is in it. Yeah, I like the fact that he was in it. Right, right, and, and I liked his whole uh, his whole story towards the end of you know people made him feel bad by calling him a muppet. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I thought so too. And I, you know what though? I never thought of him as a puppet though until he actually said something as the joke. So right. I thought that was actually pretty funny. Right. And it's those unexpected lines, you know, the, the the random unexpected lines, especially when you know when you had uh, that that one character, uh, Mr. Uh, Hudson, I believe. Yeah. And you know, he goes, "Hey, Mr. Hudson, how's high school?" He goes, "Shut up, shut up, Hubie. You know, I dropped out two years ago." <laughs> that was funny you know, so that part was funny it was pretty unexpected you know you expected him to be like some sort of teacher you know some sort right. of chaperone he just ended up being an idiot you know right because he actually does seem like he was a teacher type He's, it looks like someone that would be like a history teacher with a stupid cardigan <laughs> right I'm sorry for right. I'm sorry for the cardigan wears that tune in. Nothing against you guys, but he looked like a teacher. He did. He definitely looked like a teacher. Another thing, though, that I laughed at was whenever he's over at the dance, and then he's breaking everybody up, and he goes, watch a G.I. jackass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, I'm sorry, I made a huge boner. Yeah. <laughs> He and did, did he kept on making it worse. Shit at all. <laughs> he goes, I made some huge boners in my day. <laughs> <laughs> and it just kept on getting worse. But the joke actually fit what what they were trying to do with that line. <laughs> but uh what else did you like about it? What other jokes and stuff like that? What other scenes did you like? Um the, the seriousness with the uh... With Rob Schneider when he when he was talking to uh, Steve Buscemi and asked, "Hey, you know what did you uh, what did you do when you got in town?" He said, "I you know I pissed here, I pissed there," and he kind of leaned back. He's like, "I'm pissing right now." <laughs> <laughs> How serious that was! I thought that was, that was awesome. I'll tell you what, Steve Buscemi has some great comedic timing. If you actually give him the chance to actually do something. 
because I actually enjoy him in some comedies and stuff like that too. And I also liked him in The Sopranos. And I've also liked him in Desperado, which was actually my first time seeing Steve Buscemi in a movie. Right. He was also uh, in uh, Boardwalk Empire. I thought he was awesome in yeah. Boardwalk Empire. He played Nucky to a T. I thought Nucky. I thought he was did a really good job with that. You know, I'm surprised he hadn't but gotten I, a lot more, um, you know, more villainous roles, serious roles. Because he, right? he, he could pull it off. Of, Definitely, because, you know, I was expecting him to have this big breakout after Boardwalk. Right. You know, and it's like he, he's, you actually notice something, though, like after The Sopranos, there was like complete silence from Steve Buscemi for a while. Yeah, kind of laid low and, until he made the appearance on, uh, what was that, uh, Grown Ups? Yeah, on Grown Ups. And then he started coming back in a little bit. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised after this, he winds up doing a little bit more stuff. Yeah, hopefully he's on more uh, Adam Sandler specials because, you know, I like the dynamic between the two. Definitely. Um, also, too, I like on his mom's shirt, on, once again, his mom, uh, Hoobie's mom's shirt says, I shaved my balls for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I actually saw those shirts over at Spencer. I, I think that I mean, if you wore that shirt while you watched it, John, and you were disappointed, you, that would have been perfect for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. But I was watching it with my girlfriend <laughs> over at her house. I just started busting out laughing on that one scene. <laughs> there was another one where the, the mom's friend, I forgot what shirt she was wearing, but it was another ridiculous one. Oh, it was the one where we finally got to see the reveal of who was actually kidnapping everybody, and she had some other shirt on. Right. I remember the shirt. It looked like a lifeguard-type shirt, though, or something, oh, I believe. I'll have to rewatch. I can't remember it. Yeah, I'm going to have to rewatch and see what it was. I'll, I'll get back to you with it. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll show you a little chat. also liked it when uh, the girlfriend from Billy Madison is also his sweetheart in this movie, though, too. And she tells the woman that's actually giving him a hard time after saving her cat. Okay, if you don't make me come out of this car and make me beat your ass and everything right. with that strange cat walking. You know what? I was uh, I was pleased that it was his girlfriend from Willie Madison, but I, again, it could have been awesome with uh, what's her name, Faruza Balk from. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, she could have been the crazy girlfriend, <laughs> crazy girl that always liked him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the older protector. Yeah, but I'm glad that they actually got somebody a little bit different. Yeah, in a sense, because they she actually brought a little bit of life into that character compared to what uh, what she would have done. <laughs> right. But but I thought that was actually pretty funny. All of a sudden, you see the cat with the big, huge eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Halloween, the also too, the corn maze was actually pretty funny though. It was actually, you know, we. What I noticed is all those supporting characters. You know, you have those two kids. I thought was completely overshadowed by by the supporting uh, cast that he um, that he assembled. I agree. I thought the kids did a really good job with what they had. Even his own daughter did a good job. Right, but I think they could have had a, more of a bigger role. I, I just thought they were a little overshadowed. Mm-hmm. That's true, too, because we're like, okay, this person's from this movie, this person's from that movie, 
we we have his friends in there. I just feel like that may be a little overshadowed. Yeah, yeah. I think but if uh, I, um, I think if he minimized those guest appearances, it, it would have made a. I, I thought because of those guest appearances, the the storyline was a little overshadowed. Of of us when we see him, we just start thinking of all these other movies. It kind of took away from the whole uh, storyline for me a little bit. You see, and that's where I was actually feeling like it was forced a little bit because I felt like there was no more, wasn't like a Halloween story. It was like, oh, you remember the time when you had the sheets that he pissed on? Do you remember this? Do you remember that? All the nostalgia stuff, which I love seeing, but I don't want it to be overshadowed with the whole plot, you know? So that was my main thing. That was my main takeaway. Right. I I think if he would have kept... Probably two or three, it would have been fine. But the more you add on, I thought uh, Shaq, we could have done without Kevin James, you know. Right. But I do like the part where Hubie goes into the police station and he's reporting stuff that is happening that's weird. Yeah. You know, it shows like an occurrence of things that happened in the past of him saying, oh, there's like heavy, br- this person's doing some heavy breathing <laughs> and she's acting really weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of those. Uh, so I thought it kind of reminds me of one of those characters that kind of complain about everything. Right. So I actually liked that part where it's like, okay, this is not the first time you actually complained about anything. Right. You know, and it's like, uh, a Doyle's are buying toilet paper. Okay. It's not illegal to buy toilet paper. Right. But, but get this though, Hoobie already knows what they're trying to do. Right. So he's trying to prevent them from doing it. Yeah, you know, I just thought that, you know, those kids were just going to do a regular, you know, let, let's go TP this house. But you got that burning, the burning scarecrow in front of their house. And, and, then, and then the mom says it happens every year. Right. That's, that's normal for them. Right, it's completely normal. The cops don't even do anything about it. <laughs> I thought it was, I honestly thought it was like part of their Halloween decoration. But no, it was actually someone just lit up Scarecrow. <laughs> just, that was just actually a prank. Just to scare Doobie, uh, just to scare him though, just to uh, scare you know, and, and that's what I really enjoyed about it. <laughs> you know, it's, you take these these little moments, and it all just kind of adds up. And now that you know, now that we're thinking about it, it's pretty hilarious to me. <laughs> you see a burning scarecrow in front of the yard that's not their doing, <laughs> and right, it's like, oh, I love the uh, Halloween decorations. <laughs> Oh, okay. It's just the neighbors. They do this every year. Yeah, you know, I mean, listen. You see, <laughs> no big deal. I see you a picture of my Halloween decorations, right? You know, <laughs> if, if I see a burning scarecrow, I'm thinking hate crime, you know? <laughs> right. If that was me, that'd be hate crime. You know, for them, it's normal. <laughs> right. It's like, it happens every year, every once a year during Halloween. It's okay. Nothing to see here. But... Let's see, what else can we actually talk about with this? Um, did you like any of the other stuff with the pranks, whenever they're pranking him and things like that? Um, I did, uh, kind of, but after that, it kind of seemed like a, a running gag. 
to me. I think it was a right. little overdone. I feel like even with the, I like the opening scene, like I said before, when they're throwing stuff at him. Right. But every but then they do a same repetitive joke with it. Right. And it's like okay, it doesn't become funny anymore. You know, the the only thing I, I think what it was was uh, the O'Doyle boy. I think is what they were aiming for to to give a little bit of spotlight. You know, O'Doyle rules. Right. You know what I would like to see? I would love to see the one of the twins from Big Daddy be on there. Yeah, yeah, that would have been cool. But I think they're a little. Uh, I don't even think one of them is in showbiz anymore, and the other one's a little too busy with Riverdale. Okay, you say I didn't. I don't. I haven't kept up with them, so I didn't know. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, they actually have a, a show called Riverdale. He's uh, based off of uh, Archie, and he plays Jughead. Right, and I'm actually interested. oh, he was the one who plays Jughead. Yeah, and I'm actually interested to see. You know, I, I'm a big comic book guy, and I read this comic book called um, Afterlife with Archie, and uh, another Halloween theme. I'm big on Halloween themes, and uh, it had to do with uh, Sabrina, who brings our um, Jughead's dog back to life after being run over, and the dog ends up biting a whole bunch of people, and they all turn into zombies. And is it since you know Riverdale is taking a darker turn? I was hoping they would do something like that for like a Halloween special. I thought it would be cool. That'd be cool if like have like a little nod to that. And I used to read the Archie comic books. I just never knew that he was actually one of the actors that was playing Jughead. Yeah. So that's actually new. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not like the comic books. You know, it's a darker, right? Darker tone. Right. Right. It's more like a mystery whodunit type of thing. Say that again, John. <laughs> I said it's more like a mystery whodunit kind of thing where somebody's getting killed or something. Right, right. And you know, and then uh, the first season was fine with me. I, I liked it, but uh, the second season kind of got too uh, too teen drama. I said, "All right, I'm done with this." I don't blame you. I, once it gets too teen drama, I pretty much feel right, right. And that goes with every CW show, though. So. <laughs> right, because I I dropped out of Arrow and all the other comic book shows on there. So yeah, yeah I mean Arrow, you got Felicity crying every other episode, so I just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> then you have, let's see here. Then you also have Flash's wife, Iris, and everything saying that we are. We, yeah, she goes, we are we are Arrow. I said no, he no no, uh, we are Flash. I said no. He is Flash. You're just a girl who runs a paper <laughs> who happens to be in love with the Flash. There is no we are Flash. At that point, I'm like, you know what? I'm getting myself too worked up for this. I'm not even going to worry about watching any more of this. <laughs> and it, you know, the, the other thing is but, uh, Supergirl. I didn't even two episodes. I was done. One episode. I was done. Yeah. <laughs> because of the cringe for the writing that they actually had for yeah. it. And the constant, but, and the constant agenda pushing. Right. But let's see. Back over to Hubie though. Um, I think that another thing that actually stood out for me with Hubie was the grappling hook with the thermos yeah. whenever he's actually being chased. Right. Go, go gadget. That was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I do have to say, I did like the grappling hook and then him just going over the fence and then you hear him go, ow! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I definitely liked certain aspects of the film. I did not hate the film. 
at all or anything like that, you know? Because everybody thinks, oh, I just straight up hated it. But no, I, I always say this. I may not have enjoyed the movie, but I can actually enjoy aspects of the movie. Right. And that has always been my M.O. Right. On that. But like when he did the, the Halloween speech, you know, he was wearing the piss stained sheets. <laughs> right. <laughs> he goes, I am a ghost. <laughs> right. Um, then they had the little, remember the little old lady from Billy Madison? With on the field trip, yeah, they had her in there though too. Because remember, because I made these uh, little uh, search word puzzles and everything, so if kids got bored while they're waiting in line, they can do cro- uh, crossword puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> and then she makes a joke about the girl he's in love with though too. She goes, "She goes, I'm asexual." Yeah. <laughs> Like, okay, lady. Um, you need to go back to where uh, maybe Ben Stiller's at. Right. And that's what I like about little random little random lines that I really enjoyed. Right. Little one-liners here and there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's his MO for all his movies, though. Right. Exactly. But overall, I mean, I, I liked a little bit of it, but not as much as you did, though, of course. But... There's enough in there that that's, that I could actually say I laughed at. Right. But it's still a little soon for me to say that he's actually on that comeback role. But, you know, I did, I did enjoy Uncut Gems from him. I did enjoy Spanglish. And I do like Rain Over Me. Right. Yeah, his serial roles are, uh, I don't want one of his best work. All except Punch Drunk Love. Because that was actually kind of a little bit more unusual. <laughs> Yeah, you kind of played just but, a total uh, total douche in that movie, right? But I do, I do like um, "Rain Over Me," which is highly underrated. If anybody hasn't seen it, and if you guys want to check something out that's actually more serious, I would definitely recommend that. Spanglish has some com- comical aspects to it, but it's but it was also serious though at the same time. Right. So I like the layers that he actually gave through the comical side and also the dramatic side. Right. I, I, think, I think the perfect example for that would, would be uh, Click. I think he did great in Click. Yeah, yeah. He really kind of showed his uh, comical, his dramatic side in that movie I thought was great. Same here as well. Uh, because at first you're thinking, okay, this is going to be a straight-up comedy. Then all of a sudden it just turns into a complete different a- – uh, formula of the film by the time you get towards the end of right. it. You know, like, like the in this movie, you know, he gave a message of you know, treat, treat everyone kindly. You know, treat everyone fairly. And in that movie, it's, you know, don't waste your time. Basically. Well, I also got out of click was um, don't try and rush through right. life. Right. Yeah. Is what I got out yeah. of it. Because life the most precious thing that you can actually have and you're going to miss little moments with your family. Exactly. You know, and uh, even his, some, even his uh, ridiculous movies, man, you, you, you can get something out of it. Except for ridiculous sex, right. Jesus. No, you can't get shit out <laughs> of that only, one. I'll the only honest. part I enjoyed is when they were singing about their pa and Werewolf and Twilight had his part. I thought that was hilarious. About, yeah, that part was. Nipple. 
<laughs> that part was that part was great. I, I do have to own up to the fact that part was actually my favorite part of that whole movie. That made it actually worth watching for thirty you minutes. Know, it, that, you know, any, anybody from Twilight gets a lot of you know gets a lot of hate, but look what Rob Pattinson you know did with the Batman. You know, he worked the trailer, right? But I I think if you take you know that kid, the, that werewolf kid, and put him in a comedy. He was great in Grown Ups too. You know, I thought I thought he was right. good in Grown Ups. He was he was awesome in Ridiculous Six. Even the movie was absolute garbage. You know, I thought <laughs> he had his moments. Right, and I think if he actually stood, uh, winded up doing just comedies, I think that kid could actually make something of right. himself. I mean, look look at um, look, who's it? Uh, Mr. High School Musical, Zac Efron. You know, he just right. started doing comedies. He's great in comedies. You know, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. You know, it, it's awesome. He, he was awesome in those movies. And I, I think, you know, if he started... I was surprised that he didn't have him as a guest star in, in this movie. You know, because you had a bunch of the alums from his grown-ups. Right. That would have actually made sense, but I'm not even sure if he's even doing any acting anymore. It's like he disappeared. <laughs> he's, like, not even doing anything anymore. But I have to give credit to Robert Pattinson, though, for sticking with it. And also, too, that new Netflix movie that he's just, that I saw him in, he did an excellent job in that Oh, wow, film. yeah. Uh, Devil All the Time. Yeah, The Devil yeah. All the Time, which I'm going to have to do. A uh, great movie, uh, great but, movie, guys. If you haven't checked it out, please check that out. And then when you do, tune in for uh, John's review. Thank you. I do appreciate that, man. Because I've been wanting to do a review on that for a while. It's just that that's been kind of hanging up in the balance a little bit because I've been wanting to do my 31 days of horror reviews with uh, Halloween stuff. Right. And like let, me just, let me just say something. Let me just say something. So, John, you've been doing your movie page for how long now? Let's see. You're talking about, like, the movie page this on Facebook? Your movie page, your reviews, and all that. Because you do reviews on your uh, Facebook movie page as well. I had the movie page open for about six or seven right. years. Right. And podcasting's been here for about a year. And then the YouTube channel has been open for about three right. years. So let, let me tell you something. I've known John for, what, almost two years now, John? So Yeah. And, and John has been probably the most unbiased movie reviewer out there. Probably the most unbiased movie reviewer. So on the rare occasions that I'm on his podcast and I tell you, hey, go tune in for John's review, tune in for those reviews because he will give you the 100% unbiased commentary and review and then you just make the decision on your own because nine times out of ten, I agree with John. So shout out to John's podcast, Thanks, man. I do channel, appreciate his that. page. Um, I, I discovered his page two years ago. And uh, got a few uh, few douchey uh, commenters that I defended John from, <laughs> um, but it's it's uh, it's quality quality info he's dishing out, guys. Thank you, man. I do appreciate that. That does mean a lot to me on that because it actually means a lot to me that people are actually loving my content that I'm actually doing, and I'm always coming up with new ideas. Even at work, I come up with and brainstorm things all day long. <laughs> And I write right. stuff down. Me, me, like all I'm me, thinking me about and is my, you have chatted uh, while you were at work. While I was at work, you were brainstorming. I was shooting ideas. Work won't stop us, guys. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> because my brain is just constantly going as a content, uh, someone that actually dishes out content all right? the time. And, that's, and, 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 and you know what? That's one of the reasons why I chose to go by my 1997 AOL screen name is because I give out information <laughs> of I brainstormed and help John while I'm on work, while I'm at work. So in case anyone from work is listening, you don't know who I am. I'm Dances with Pugs. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, another thing, though, too, is, like, um, I think we're pretty much done covering this movie and everything. But, you know, just to give everybody a little insight and everything, though, too, just recently I ended up turning down something that uh, then somebody wanted me to go on ahead and do a review for that I wasn't going to end up uh tell I they wanted me to lie and say I loved the film even though I did wow I could have had yeah I could have actually had a chance to actually branch out a little bit more than where I'm at but I refused to because I didn't enjoy the film and matter of fact, that review is even up on the podcast channel right now. I'll chat you to see what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's only, I'll give you a hint. It's a 10 minute long review. Okay. All right. It's the shortest one that I have up there. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> and I was honest. I gave an honest opinion, gave my honest, I gave a positive, I gave my negatives. On to why I liked it and why I didn't like it, and the, and they're like, well, I can't give this to the director. I'm like, okay, <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm gonna be true to who I am. If I have to lose myself to get to where I'm at, I don't need right. it, and that's just the honest truth. But you know, um, I just did another review uh, the other night though too with. Wolf's Creek, which was a movie that I watched for the first time, Lip. and Rossi, the the actress I interviewed, told me to check it out, so I did. You know what? I'm gonna have to check that out. You know, you you know what I you know what I've been uh, trying to deal with, John. You know, I've been, I went from night shift to morning shift to my body not right. being used to being awake that early, so I've been really uh, lagging behind on my uh, movie watching. You know, uh, luckily right. I took a nap before this podcast, so I'm wide awake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I'm going to tell you something. You can actually find Wolf's Creek on YouTube oh, for wow. free. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's where I watched that because I was looking at Shutter. I was looking through all my other streaming services. They didn't even have it. You can actually stream that for free on, on YouTube. YouTube. Okay. I might have to do that. Later on, I'm going to so. forward you a link on this new uh, new werewolf movie I really want to check out. All right, maybe we can do a review or something yeah. on that. And then I also have another movie that I want you to check out. It's on Shutter, though, but they'll give you a seven-day trial. All right, and that movie is called Summer of '84. Okay, <clears throat> and I actually did a review for that one too. Okay, um, but that's really good. All right, all right. I'm I'm, all, I'm always down for uh, movie suggestions from uh, the movie guru. So, all right. So I think that's going to conclude our whole entire review for Who Be Halloween. I know that we probably didn't break down everything, but when you this is the way I see it, and this is what I told Tamika when we're especially when we were doing witch the witches review 
is there's certain movies that we can actually go in and break through certain scenes and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Where we can actually dissect right. everything. But when we're doing a comedy, it's a total different monster than compared to doing something horrifying. Because we can actually give you every little detail right. and break every right. single scene I mean, down. But with a comedy, Yeah, I mean, different. this movie was made to be fun. You know, it was made to be ridiculous, you know, and I think if we're going to review this, it should be also fun and ridiculous. And I think we kind of, we kind of hit that today. So that's what I felt like that, that as well. So I do appreciate you being on the show, man. It does mean a lot to me that you wanted to do this and we're going to do this again whenever you have some time. Um, Anyways, guys, I also want to mention this. I actually have a place that you can donate towards the show. And this is just to keep the lights on at Movie Lovers Unite. And I want to start doing some movie digital giveaways. In order for me to do that, I need your help with going to www.buymeacoffee.com slash movie lovers. And that's actually going to be in the show notes below that you guys can actually click on. And just donate me a couple cups of coffee and stuff like that. And it'll be greatly appreciated. And I understand with this COVID mess that's going around that people may not be able to do it. That's completely understandable. I won't, I won't even sweat it. I'm still going to dish out as much content as I can. I'm up to 226 episodes. So, you know, I'm still going to do the content. I'm still going to dish as much stuff as I can out to you guys. And as a matter of fact, if you guys want to go on ahead and check out our website now, you can go do so by going to www.movieloversunite.com. And then we also have a Pinterest page called Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite. We also have a Facebook page like Michael mentioned movie lovers tv lovers unite that page has been up for about seven years and it's still alive and kicking <laughs> so you guys can check it out over there we also have an instagram page for movie lovers tv lovers unite and of course you guys can follow me on twitter at john degorio 8 and of course on movie lovers unit on twitter <laughs> a lot <laughs> because a lot of links guys a lot of links i'm still fighting for my top fan badge on his facebook page that's still <laughs> eluding me for some reason keep commenting <laughs> You know, like I told you, man, you have to John, keep on John, commenting, man. Any, but don't you know you have what? Any, the uh, movie lovers merch as well. Well, I'm coming out with some merchandise stuff, guys. But here's the thing: I'm having a little bit of a hard time trying to get a website that's actually mobile friendly because I don't have a computer or a PC or anything like that that I can actually do stuff on. So it mm-hmm. makes it that much harder for me to actually do stuff on a phone. So I'm trying to find a website that I can actually go to where I can actually start doing merch. And a matter of fact, you're going to get, uh, this is actually what I'm working on. I know that we have our new logo up right now, but you're going to get the old school logo. It's going to be one of the designs. you guys, And then I'm also working on masks for like the COVID stuff. I'm working on merchandise for that, where you guys can actually have face masks and things like that to show the support. I'm actually looking at quotes that Tamika and I say back to, back and forth to each other. I'm looking at different other possibilities for the growth of my brand. So that's going to be coming right. soon. Listen, guys, John's not doing this for for the fame, for the money. He's doing it because he genuinely likes it. So let's give him uh, all the support we can. Thank you, man. I do appreciate it, man. Like I said, it means a lot to me that you enjoy my content, that you've been a fan of mine for a long time. And, you know, and we became yeah. friends. So... You know, it just goes to show you how good 
this community that I built is actually good. And, you know, I haven't had a bad fan in a long time. When you do, I'm ready. <laughs> you know, I know you are. I know you are. You're going to fire at will. But I haven't, but it, I just love the whole entire interaction that I have with the fans on my page. I can actually go on ahead, go on the page, and I know who my fans are from the very first time that I actually put something down. And they're still yep. there. And everything. And they even come in, they check on me and everything. They message me and stuff like that. I really feel humble about that because I never thought in a million years that I would actually have that many fan, that big of a fan base. And they're actually wondering how I'm doing and how I'm holding up and stuff. So it actually means a lot to me on that. Yeah, well, I'm, you know, I'm glad to so be anyways, a contributor, yeah. man. Huh? Man, it, it means a lot to me. You have no idea. You, Like I said, you always wind up helping me out as much as you can with trying to come up with different ideas. So does Tamika. Tamika does a grand, grand fantastic job on this on this podcast as well. She does a fantastic job on the website. She's the one who help, has been helping me build the, oh, uh, nice. the website behind the scenes. So Tamika and I have been double teaming the page and stuff like that and doing different things. Nice. Very nice. So that's gonna thank you, man. I do appreciate it. But yeah, that's gonna be it for the show for today. I do appreciate you guys tuning in. I hope that you guys have a safe weekend. I'm probably not gonna do a show tomorrow because normally I take the weekends off, but I'm gonna be back again on Sunday to do a hocus pocus review with Radimus's wife because she wants she wanted to get in on the action of reviewing movies for the 31 days of horror. So she's going to be doing that. If you don't know who Radimus is, he's actually an independent comic book writer that I interviewed a couple of months back and everything. He got in touch with me. And, hey, can you put my wife on? Absolutely. So I went on ahead. We worked something out. Now his wife's actually going to be on that review with me. And, of course, Tamika might be on the show Sunday. It just depends on her schedule and everything because she's actually visiting her sister right now. So She's she's actually out of town right now, so I'm just going to let her spend some time with her sister, and it might just be me and Radimus' wife. Either way it goes, it's going to be a fun time. So, as always, and until next time, stay safe, disinfect your hands, make sure that you don't touch your face.